The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The mother of Jesus and his brethren came to him, but they could not reach him for the crowd. And he was told, Your mother and your brethren are standing outside desiring to see you. But he said to them, My mother and my brethren are those who hear the word of God and do it. The Gospel of the Lord. So as we see from the uh, first reading, at first it doesn't kind of seem as if there is a real association with the Gospel today. But what we have in the first reading is actually quite uh, poignant for our interpretation. So what you have here is the rebuilding of the house of God and the finishing of that house, right? So it's it's brought to now a point where uh, the house of God becomes uh, finished. And I think also is that what we see then in the gospel reading for today is the establishment or the building up by Christ of his house, his church. And so what you have in chapter 8 of Luke's gospel is a very intentional uh, flow, obviously, of what the Lord is doing. What he's had is the parable of the sower and the seed, so it's about reception of the Word, but he is teaching discipleship. This is what he is doing with his, his disciples. He is teaching them and those who are listening what discipleship means. And discipleship, first and foremost, is about learning. It's about instruction, and it's about receiving instruction and receiving truth. And so, in, to- in terms of forming his disciples, he speaks first, as we saw, about receiving the word through the parable of the sower. Then he speaks about living the word, those who actually then live the word through the parable of the lamp. The lamp is that one which shines on the lampstand, meaning those who receive the word of God and live it. And then we go from these two parables about receiving the word, about becoming good disciples, And now the Lord is here at this house, and what we see is the mother of Jesus and his brethren came to him. What's very beautiful in the Greek, it just simply says that they were present to him. I think that has a very beautiful kind of Eucharistic light for us as well, which is that where the presence of Jesus is, is where Our Lady wants to be present. Simply by her example, she teaches us also what we should be doing, that where the presence of Jesus Christ is, we should want to be present. Unlike this scene, we don't have to, unfortunately, fight through crowds to come and see Jesus. It would almost be beautiful if we did have to fight through crowds because so many people had gathered to the Blessed Sacrament that we had to fight through crowds to get to adore the Lord, but it is not so. We don't have to fight through these crowds, unfortunately. But we can come and we can, like Our Lady, be present where He is present. And so what we see here, I think, is something very important with regards to receiving the Word of God. Pope Benedict says something which is quite interesting, and I think it's also then, it comes, you can find its explanation in St. Thomas Aquinas. He says a line which says, the inspired Word, meaning the Scriptures, always should lead us to the natural Word, meaning the Word Himself. And what that means simply is that when we read the Scriptures, when we read the inspired Word of God, it should always draw our heart to want to be close to the Word Himself. 
And so what we see in Our Lady is the one who has received all the Word of God with such love and devotion, she is obviously always drawn to her Son, to the Word Himself. She always wants to be where He is. And so also for us, it is to receive the inspired Word, as we saw in regards to the parable of the sower and the parable of the lamp, that then also we should want to be with the Lord. We should want to spend time in His presence. And so what the Lord does, which appears here sometimes what, how it's interpreted, which I think is uh, wrongly interpreted, is that some interpretations say he's rebuking his mother because she's trying to do something that's not the right moment. I don't think that's the right interpretation. First is that she is immaculate. She is without sin. She is also without fault. She doesn't do things that are wrong or worthy of correction, right? And so she comes to him, and I think that what the Lord is pointing out here, which is a better interpretation, is that the Lord is pointing to her as a matter of instruction for his other disciples. And he is inviting those who are listening into a similar, similar relationship that she has with him. He is using her as an example. And so some would think that her greatest grace or gift is the fact that she is the natural mother of Christ. But what's more important, the Lord is saying, is that she is his most faithful and best disciple. She is the one that we should then follow in her imitation. And so what happens is she is standing outside, she is present to the presence of Jesus Christ, and he is told about it. Your mother and your brethren are standing outside desiring to see you. There is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that is a wonderful disposition, and that is exactly what we should have in terms of our intention and our motivation. Standing outside, always desiring to see Jesus. That's what the Lord wants in the hearts of his disciples. And so he says to them, my mother and my brethren are those who hear the word of God and do it. The beautiful relationship that he has with his mother, he now invites others to share in a similar relationship. This is an invitation, it's not a correction. This is that he wants the other disciples to be more like her. He wants us to be more like her, to be like Our Lady, that we hear the word of God with love, that we ponder it in our mind and our heart, that we live it and manifest it by our life, and that we are always drawn to his presence. Amen.